The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And thank you for tuning in to the Busted Open podcast today. The return of the Fat and the Furious with myself, 
Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. A couple of topics for today. A little indie wrestling. A certain uh, uh, incident happened this past weekend at Larietto Pro. Dreamer was on the show. He witnessed a guy take a tremendous bump from the top of the ladder. We're going to talk about it, especially the risk versus reward factor when it comes to pro wrestling. Also, from this past Saturday night, Dynamite World Heavyweight Championship match, AEW, Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy. What did you guys think of the match? Going to get Tommy's opinion, my opinion, and how we believe both guys took a step forward. Turn it up. We appreciate you right here, the Busted Open Podcast. Well, uh, yes, I was at that show. Uh, it was Lario Pro. It was uh, that's run by Doc Gallows, and he's put on some great family shows all over down here in the ATL area. He's got other ones coming up uh, this week, and as always, you know. Uh, the world of social media, you know, something happens and it goes viral. Uh, it also was on the Impact app. So, it, you know, when something happens, it happens immediately. Just like, you know, back in the day, you never knew people got fired. Now people get fired all the time and you find out about it. The information is, is right there. So uh, he's a big deal in the town. These are his shows at times. You know, he, he gets sponsors. He's has... I don't know how old he is. He's in his 30s. He has a real job. Uh, I've known him for a while. Very, very good guy. And he does it because he loves it. And he does it because, you know, he he knows he's not going to make it to the WWE. He, he He's a very, very good guy. He helps with the promotion, uh, helps get sponsorships. And, you know, he loves wrestling, always has. And uh, they do the ladder match. And when I tell you, I'll post it uh, for the commercial break, or I know I already posted it. He went uh, to the tippy top of the ladder, uh, Jeff Hardy style. And the ladder was moving. And I don't know if he was like, this is a bad idea. Or because of the unstableness of the ladder. Or... I don't know if he's ever been on that high, decided to jump off at the last second. The ladder kind of kicked out, and he literally dove from the top of a ladder, uh, looked like he dove into a pool with no water. And there was about four or five guys on the floor, and it happened so quickly. It looked like, from my vantage point, he was going to hit the ropes and bounce, and you know, for that, it, it was, I don't, I, I would say it was just really a freak accident. And thank God he landed flat instead of head first because he would have died. And results of it, he had to have surgery the next day. And he broke his hip and his hip socket. Uh, he posted on his Facebook, his name is Laser. Uh, he's going to be out about five months, which then reality sets in about your real job and, you know, all, all those things. It was a bad scene, man. Plus his wife and his kid were there and, you know, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. You don't want to see people get, uh, I mean, honestly, like, and I tell you, like every, 
every professional wrestler, every time you go out there, they can get hurt. I mean, I saw also trending like Enzo uh, got hurt on an indie show. And, you know, we're all working so, so hard for ourselves, for the fans. And, and you know, you, you look at two different sides of it. Here's a guy who knows he's never going to go to the WWE, but still wants to go out there and have his, his moment. And he, he deserves that moment. And, you know, he's trained. He's, you know, taken his bumps. He gets it. This is like his fun thing. This is, he goes out there and does things. And he's also a businessman. Like I said, he helps behind the scenes and uh, almost died doing it. I, and I think that's when the reality sets in of, you know, you and I always talk about risk reward. I would, I'm a hypocrite to ever say anything against it because you're looking at a guy who fell from those heights through tables, sometimes no tables. I was fearless. And, uh, but then reality sets in. I mean, I, I had Taz suplex me off the uh, Eagle's nest and I kept on saying, man, my, my, it hurts so much to breathe. I cracked my sternum and didn't even know <clears throat> and walked around for like a month <laughs> and was like, oh, my sternum hurts. Uh, I broke my neck, wrestled for four months with a broken neck. And, you know, you were there and I was just like, had a towel around my neck. I was like, ah, I'm all right. It's, you know, and I was in my 20s, not making money. Uh, when we had uh, Alex Marvez on a couple, uh, maybe last week, talking about, you know, Jericho's book. Um, we were talking about the night I got caned because I wrote down everything too. And I went back and looked at it and I got $150 for that night. And yes, it helped me get the, the, over. The, and, you know, we talk about it on the master's class. But if I saw somebody doing that today, you know, you, you look at it from two sides. I did it because I was hungry and wanted to get over and it paid out for me. But I don't know how many people that pays out for. But see, you weren't married with a child with, at the time like this guy no. was. And the risk was worth the reward because you were young, hungry. And the company, sorry guys, my voice is shot again. And the company was moving forward and you were getting over. When you started to talk, I actually just wrote down in my notes, risk versus reward. Let's be honest, Tommy. We can paint the nicest picture in the world about laser and a nice guy and this. At the end of the day, why do wrestlers do spots like this? Is it really because of the fans or is it no. for themselves? It's well, I look at it like, like, even because getting... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you look out there and you see a couple of hundred fans, whatever, not taken away from doc show, I don't know, maybe three, 400 fans. The guy's got his wife and he's got his kid there. Why are you, why are you climbing to the top of a 12 foot ladder? You just said the guy has no hopes or dreams for the WWE or, you know, or no chance of getting in there. Not that he doesn't have hopes or dreams, no chances or any of these other places. So at, why are you really doing the spot? Uh, I get it. But Bubba, you also got to understand, man, like if you have somebody who loves football and they literally say, Hey man, you're going to go out there. And, and you're going to play one down in a football game and we're going to hand you the ball. You may get killed, but you're going to go out there. I mean, kudos to the guy. He literally rolled back into the ring and did two more things with a broken pelvis and a broken hip socket and finished the match. 
and you didn't have to do that. I, I look at it, I look at it differently and I get it. There's, you know, like you took the giant bump off the ladder. Uh, you rode that thing. We were, we had the discussion about risk reward, you know, it, it's, when you say it's for them, yeah, but it's also like you want to have that moment, you know, for maybe for your kid if it paid out well. Dude, I'll. But in having that moment for your kid, you almost weren't around the next day to see your kid. Yeah, but you don't, you don't envision that. And, you know, he was okay in the back, but then once adrenaline started uh, wearing off, you know, you started seeing, he's like, I think I got to go to the hospital. Um, listen, man, when I went back to the WWE with you and, you know, we were feuding with the Wyatts still to this day, man, I'll hold that forever. I would have, I didn't need to go back to the WWE for, for the money. I don't need to do independent shows. I do it because I love it. And it's like for the, when I went back to WWE, man, we were semi main, main event in the garden. We were actually ran in on the main event uh, my, my name is on the marquee of, you know, the big Tron, Tommy dreamer. My daughter's got to see that they're old enough to remember it where, wow, my dad was cool because they weren't born, uh, when I was in my prime. And, you know, those, those are things that for all of us, you know, and for a lot of guys like independent wrestling or, or doing these things in a, in a bunch of people, when you say it's for you, or your ego no, it's also because like you get an opportunity to, to fulfill your dream and or you get an opportunity to, I guess, live vicariously through something you've always wanted to do or a big move because if he would have hit that perfect, yeah, the place would, they'll remember it forever. Now they'll remember it forever for, you know, the wrong reason. And if he has to walk with a limp for the rest of his life or I don't know what, you know, What's going to happen with, you know, your real job, all that stuff. If you lose your job, then you have to say, hell, was it worth it? Because I went out there and did that. Uh, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to say. And like I said, I would be a hypocrite. Uh, I have respect for every man and woman that goes out there and has a hell of a match. Because trust me, on that same show, there was a dude who got a the next day you see a big ass black eye because uh, he took a boot to the face. And this is across the board at every independent show. That would be, I mean, think about the stupid stuff. We didn't know about the ramifications, but like all those unprotected chair shots to our heads on we're shows fine. where we're fine. <laughs> I understand. We're that, fine. You're talking but- to the two. You, the, the, you're talking about the other side of the spectrum examples of all this chair shot bullshit to the head. You're 50. I'll be 50 aren't. in two weeks. We're fu- Why? From chair shots to the head? We know. joke about it all the time, but I believe that our risks were worth our rewards. You can talk about all the quote unquote stupid things you say you did, but there was a definitive light at the end of the tunnel. When I see something like this on social media, I'm really scratching my head and saying, why? I know you people want to get over or go viral or this, but when I hear my wife, the guy's wife and kid was there, and he's been doing this for a while, I just think you have to take that into account. When I saw the guy, I watched the video a couple of times. I saw the guy standing up there. 
I think I, I think it was pure fear. Because, Tommy, you know, if you stand – I think that was a 12-foot ladder. I'm almost positive it was a 12-footer. When you're standing on the very top rung uh, of a 12-foot rat- ladder, that's not – you're not visualizing 12 feet. The kid was probably – or the guy was probably 6 feet tall. You're now looking at 18 feet to the floor. Actually, you're looking at probably 22 feet to the floor because from the apron to the floor. That's a long way down. And unless you have a balance or a cat-like skills of a Jeff Hardy or have had many times up there, like a stuntman does, a stuntman understands that anything can do wrong, but they kind of go out of their way to take time for the precautions of it. I just don't, in this day and age of wrestling, some of these risks by talent who I'm not quite sure was trained the right way and belongs in some of these scenarios should be doing what they're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Sirius XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93 anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern as we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Tommy, I swear, we're talking about uh, this guy, Laser who you performed with on an independent show this past weekend on Lariat Pro, or Larietto Pro, which is owned by Doc Gallows. Um, obviously, a very good friend of yours, a good bud of mine, a fellow Aces and Ace member. Uh, you posted the video of this guy's bump and how pretty freaking bad it looked. Um, we've been talking about it this morning, and I think the real foundation of the conversation is risk versus reward. Mick Foley has talked about risk versus reward in the past. Me and you have had the discussion with this, uh, this guy laser going to the top of the ladder and then crashing and burning. I think the biggest reward that he can be getting right now, other than the fact that he's still alive is, is we're talking about it. This is his biggest reward. Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, busted open a Monday morning. The biggest pro wrestling show in the world are talking about this guy's bump. Now, we're not talking about it in the, the, the best light uh, possible. There's two, there's two sides to this. But this is his reward for taking a bad bump. If you were talking to this guy, and I'm sorry that I don't know his real name or I'd give him his props, what advice would you have given to him if he would have came to you before the match and said, hey, Tommy, this is the spot I'm thinking about doing. I would say, like I said, everybody, do you know these guys? Are they going to catch you? Have you ever done this before? Is there a crash pad where you can try it out? I don't know if he went to the top. I don't know any of those things, um, but that's what I would say. Uh, listen, man, uh, I know you and I have different opinions and i also see you know you see some wrestlers some of course always go you know what a friggin idiot blah 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 you know because again everything goes viral um i gotta tell you about some moments bubba uh there was this one guy 
and he came up to me and he tells me the story and he starts getting emotional and he says, you were my father's favorite wrestler. And today is the 10 year anniversary of his death. And now I can't believe I'm literally standing here and I'm working on a show with you. And he like, he starts to cry and I just, I hugged him, man. And we had this awesome moment. And I was like, can I just tell you something? Cause he was just like, and it's hard and I have struggles and I've had thoughts of depression and suicide. Cause this is so hard. And I said, can I tell you something it was the day of your father's death? Uh, the worst day of your life. And he said, yes. And then I go, do you ever think 10 years later, you'd be smiling and talking to the, his favorite wrestler. And it literally, I saw it like lift off of his shoulders. And I get experiences like that all the time. Uh, and it's not just me, it's other people. I've seen the effect that we have had, our bodies of work have had in other people. And, you know, he, he works for uh, Larry Auto Pro and he does the graphics for the company. And we shared such a great moment. Then the next day I met his brother and his brother's kid. And uh, he was just like, you know, Hey man, you know, how much for your picture? I said, no, man, not at all. Like, you know, we, we made a connection just because of a simple bond. I had that with Dusty Rhodes where he was the reason I got into this. And then I met other wrestlers who, you know, cause I'm down here in Georgia and same thing. Like they'll just tell me about a moment I wrestled a guy who literally is the same age as me. I've never heard of him. And he was just like, my pride and joy was when Dusty Rhodes made me wrestle this one guy. And I was like, Dusty, are you sure? He's like, listen, I've no more. I'll forget about wrestling, more wrestling than you'll ever know. But you're the guy tonight. And he was like the biggest compliment I ever had. Or a guy that I tagged with the next night, he told me, like, he lifts up his shirt and he's got this scar from the top of his uh, chest to the bottom of his belly button. He was just like, man, I almost died. I had diverticulitis and I was dying. And you like, I grew up watching ECW and like, this is my first match back. And like, if someone ever told me like that, I was, I'm coming from death, then I'm, I'm literally tagging with one of these guys that like I worshiped, like what a blessed life I have that guy would never ever be in that spot if he wasn't an independent wrestler. And he could have literally just taken a flat back, break your neck or taken a move. And for a lot of men and women like that, there is no big payoff, but that night it is your big payoff. And, and that's how I feel. I'm very, very emotional about it. Very, very passionate about it. And like, dude, think of, think of all the guys that made it from ECW or made it from the indies. But then you got to think about all the guys that didn't. You and I always, like, our worst fear is that scene from uh, The Wrestler. Uh, the Wrestler. And thank God that didn't turn out to be us. But you know, there's a lot of wrestlers because there's no pensions. There's no, they have to go out and do these shows. You don't really do indies. I do because I like it. And yeah, I also, you know, I lost a shitload of money because of COVID. My accountant told me, I mean, a lot. And then guess what? My kids got to go to college. Uh, I looked into college. I got two twin daughters. We're going to go at the same time. That's about $140,000 to $150,000 a year that I have to come but, up with. 
and I think that's the real reason you're out there still humping the road the way you do. Yes, I know you love wrestling. I love wrestling too. I'm a little bit more particular of the things you do, but I don't think you'd be out there as much if it wasn't for your daughters, Kimberly and Brianna, because you do have to pay for college. And yes, you are seeing these guys. And it's weird that we're having a conversation this morning about risk versus reward, because most of these guys, and I'm not trying to sound or make me and you sound egotistical or pompous in any way, most of these guys are doing the shit that they saw us do. But we had a different foundation and we had different training and the people that we worked with were a lot more i'm going to say competent yes and trustworthy when it came to this kind of high risk maneuver rob van dam has gone on record he said i'm the only there's only two people i ever or three people actually i ever felt really comfortable diving on bam bam bigelow and the dudleys because he knew no matter what we're going to catch him you, when If I did something stupid, you were always at the bottom of the pile because I knew even if I botched it, you were going to catch me. Situations like this, no matter who was on the ground to catch Laser, Laser went to the top of that ladder and he froze. And you saw the fear take over him. I watched that referee hold on to that ladder so tight. You said you thought that the ladder was shaking. I didn't see the ladder shaking. I saw laser shaking, and laser was shaking the ladder. So that fear, that, that's why I say to myself, why are you doing it if you're not as close to 100% positive you can do it? Because she could have just did a little house show dive over the top rope, and you would have gotten the same reaction. Suplexes, knockouts, and chokeholds. Sirius XM Fight Nation is the only channel dedicated to bringing you the inside world of combat sports. Unlocking the cage with Jimmy Smith. Time doesn't heal all wounds in sports. Winning heals all wounds. Busted open. I always say life is just like professional wrestling. You are going to get knocked down a lot, but you got to keep getting up and keep on fighting. Plus, at the fights and MMA today to round out the best combat sports coverage anywhere. And so much more. We bring the fight to you on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The very first thing I have to do is I got to give Kenny Omega props. And I have been, I haven't really been hard on Kenny. I'm a fan of what Kenny does and his style and his particular art form. It's just that I was hard on Kenny about a month or so ago for his, what I, what I consider disrespecting of the Impact Championship. I took to social media and I said, the champion should be holding all of the belts at any one time. A champion should be coming out of the, uh, you know, out of the tunnel. He should be wearing some championships. He should be holding some championships. Not only would it look amazing, as we've seen in the past with many uh, 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 wrestlers who are multi-belted uh, uh, champions, but it shows the proper respect to any particular World Heavyweight Championship. Kenny came out holding one impact champion, the impact championship. I believe he was holding the triple a championship, had the TNA big gold belt around his neck. He had the AEW one around his waist and I'll be damned if Kenny didn't look like that moniker, the belt collector, the way he's supposed to look, the way a champion should look and giving the props to the championships that he represented. Then he handed two off to Don Callis. I had no problem like that. So great job by Kenny. He looked 
phenomenal the other night. Uh, let's get down to the match. The big dream match for Jungle Boy, as Tony Khan had talked about last Friday here on Busted Open uh, during the Tony Time segment. And this Wednesday, I'm looking forward to talking to Tony when Dynamite returns to Wednesday nights. I think it'll be me. Is it me and you again on Wednesday, Tommy? Yes. Good. So me and you both get to talk to Tony. That'll be fun. Uh, Omega versus Jungle Boy. 30,000 feet. Overview. What'd you think of the match? The finish? The psychology, the physicality, everything. Uh, first off, I would like to say, because even if you listen to that clip, uh, thank you, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur, and even my, the fourth person I ever had a fire in my life, Don Callis. I'm never a fan of the three-man booth. I've become a fan of the three-man booth because of NXT, but mainly because of AEW. Um, both companies do an amazing job, and that clip – that Ed played, if you literally closed your eyes, you can envision what was going on. And that's the beauty of calling a professional wrestling match. That's how it should be done. So if you want to be an announcer, and trust me, the business needs more announcers, listen to these people. Because they set the stage and it made it have such a big fight feel. Now as a booker promoter, uh, Tony Khan, great job with that main event in the sense of... The fans wanted to see Jungle Boy win. Jungle Boy does not have that much television exposure on the main show. The fans friggin' love Jungle Boy. And he's quickly becoming Jungle Man in everybody's eyes. There is an emotional investment in Jungle Boy. And that kid is a star, just like MJF, just like Orange Cassidy, who Orange Cassidy has kind of been on the back burner. But they made him a big star. The beauty of AEW, they have used their veterans to get people, the casual wrestling fans, but they're also helping build their own stars. And Jungle Boy is a perfect example of their young stars. Kenny Omega is a guy who's in his prime. So when you have, I don't want to say rookies, but some of these people are rookies or rookies to television. Rookies, guys in their prime. And veterans, you will win every championship of every sport. And they're winning a championship in sports, and that's viewership and enjoyment of a good wrestling product. But that match was awesome. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know you and I off the air would have maybe done a little something different, and there was some backlash towards the end of it where it was kind of like they're trying to cram everything down somebody's throat. But I loved it, and I loved the match. And you and I always talk about somebody went over, somebody got over. You're, I'm in 100% agreement with the titles. It's all about presentation. Uh, you can go back, and it was a big deal when they tried to unite all the boxing titles. And when they, you know, that's something that hasn't been done a lot. And when you have a guy who's the current champion, because that's not going to be forever, and you have all these titles, exploit it. Uh, you know, we all remember the famous Ultimo Dragon pitchers, the famous uh, Ken Shamrock pitchers, Mike Tyson. Muda. Stuff like that doesn't happen all the time. 
one of the one of the magazines I don't remember if it was baseball magazine or gong magazine when Muto was wrestling as KG Muto uh, and he was just collecting championship after championship. There's a famous cover. Maybe I'll post it to social media of him with all the belts with this big mean face and. Man, it is so impressive. That's why when I saw Kenny a couple months ago kind of, you know, sloughing off the belts, I was like, nah, man, not good, not good. And that's why I thought Kenny looked so awesome the other night. Uh, I agree with you with the match. Uh, actually, go ahead. You got another comment? Go ahead. Uh, there's also a pretty famous picture of this uh, tag team holding up a lot of titles. <laughs> and it's it's so, and this is why I love you, because you don't even put yourself over you and Devon have that famous picture and you got the titles around your neck and you're holding up every, every friggin' title. And that is a, a major accomplishment for the Dudley boys, why you're hall of famers, but you go back and that could be a special picture or, you know, again, when you don't need it, but for fans, that's one hell of a photo op where, wow, that's the guy who held all those titles. I mean, think about seriously. The last time you and Devon were actually together, the last time me and Devon were together was for a show, a a a, a benefit show for a younger wrestler that passed away, the kid that got hit by the bus, and we and we did the show for uh, Amazing right. Red just to come out and hit one final three D. That I love that picture because I, for me, it was. If you had to sum up your career in one moment, one picture, one thought, whatever, that's the picture I would use. I wouldn't even say anything. I'd just show somebody that picture. I appreciate the props. Thank but you. But it's history, uh, man. I'm not saying yeah, it because I, I'm I, trying to, It's history. Look at uh, those and, famous and, pictures. Michael Jordan with all those rings. And then you'll always go to Bill Russell trumping him with 11. Yep. It's... Those yeah. are magic iconic photos and magic iconic moments that can never be recaptured again because Kenny Omega can lose the title at Slammiversary to Sammy Callahan. Um, he could lose the title to Andrade coming up, and that will never happen ever again. That's simple. Champions should always show the proper respect to the actual physical World Heavyweight Championship unless the story is of the champion showing a blatant disrespect to a particular championship. Remember back in the day when superstar Billy Graham destroyed the WWWF championship held by Bob Backlund. He was, you know, he, he ripped it to shreds with his bare hands. If that's a story, then 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 so be it. I, I want to get into the body of the match for a second and, and the fans at Daly's place with relation to Omega versus Jungle Boy. These people were emotionally invested. I don't, I don't think that there was anybody there that really thought Jungle Boy could win this match or was going to win this match. But the suspension of disbelief kicked in. They got behind the underdog. They got behind the undersized baby face. And they were there for everything, including all the false finishes. Do I believe there were too many false finishes? Maybe. I'll definitely think that there were too many false finishes based on the physicality. Kenny Omega Kenny Omega's a thick guy. Kenny's put together. Penny, Kenny's in good shape. 
okay? And when Kenny runs at you, he runs at you like a truck. And I don't know of many guys, many guys that can get up from that many V triggers. So my advice to Kenny, maybe lay off so many V triggers because a knee to the head is probably going to knock a motherfucker out real quick. But I digress. The fans, they were so behind it. And at the end of that match, I love how Kenny and Jungle Boy stayed down. And then the world champion finally rolled over, and he was able to get to, their, get to his feet. And I love that Jungle Boy didn't move a muscle. He just stayed there. And then Kenny picks up the championship like he's going to blast Jungle Boy. And I was like, no, no, because I could see with my eyes, I could feel it in my heart, and I was listening to the people that those people wanted to give Jungle Boy a standing ovation. In loss, they wanted to show his appreciation. So I wish that Kenny would have just gotten out of the ring. I wish Jungle Boy would have finally gotten to his feet. I wish Daly's place, uh, the, the, the AEW fans were able to give him that ovation of appreciation in loss, and then Kenny should have slid back in. The place would have been boiling at that, at that moment. They would have had them. Then you could have did the run-in with Matt Hardy. Then you could have did the run-in with Christian and everything. LaGreca says it. I say it. You say it. They don't let things breathe in AEW. It's a very... Russo-esque way of booking television where they try to cram everything into every second, into every minute, into every 15-minute quarter, into every hour. So just hearing what I have to say, Tommy, do you like that idea on the back end of letting everything breathe, or did you like the way they went about it? I, I can see both points. Me personally and our fat brains think alike. I would have let uh, Jungle Boy get to his feet. And if I'm Kenny Omega, I'm so pissed off that this young son of a bitch actually got to his feet and got the fans adoration. Then I would have come back at him. Why? Because it's almost like you're disrespecting me, you young pup. And, or how dare you cheer for him when I'm the winner? Then it's heat, more heat on our champion. And then you could do all those things. I also, uh, you know, I had Andre, the producing giant, put together a little time of the matches. And actual wrestling time was about 57 minutes. And then if you really want to break it down, for the rest of the show, you had 39 minutes. And that includes aftermath, promos, you know, you're going some things went over and then maybe that's why stuff kind of got crammed in. Cause you got to hit those cues, all that stuff. There's so much behind the scenes. I can see how some fans didn't like the ending. I like excitement, but there was just a little bit of way of tweaking it to give that jungle boy, that admiration and then take it away. will make him a bigger baby face and make Omega a bigger heel and then make all those run-ins mean even more because it's like, you son of a bitch, the kid's back up on his feet. Why the hell would you do that to him? You, you talked about the amount of actual wrestling time on the show. And when a show is being timed out, I think me and you would have looked at it from the perspective of, 
We know we're going to get a great match from these two. Every time Kenny wrestles, it's extremely exciting. And even if Jungle Boy wasn't able to hang, Kenny's going to be able to, to, to bring him up to his level. And Kenny, in, in his own right, is going to make it exciting. But you know damn well, if we're going to get the match that we got, we want the moment with Jungle Boy. The moment with Jungle Boy post-match becomes the most important part of the entire segment. The, the moment with Jungle Boy in loss becomes more important than the actual match. The moment with Jungle Boy in loss becomes beyond more important than those run-ins that we got in the end. So you want to back it out and you want to time it a little better instead of cramming it and forcing it. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.